0: Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan.
1: And I'm Kevin Henry.
0: Welcome to Chew On This.
1: We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on.
0: If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us.
1: And now, let's give you something to chew on.
0: And we're back with another episode. What's up, K Diggity?
1: You know, I am uh, sitting high atop New York City right now. I've got quite the view here. I wish you were here. We could hang out and, you know, uh, I'm going to go to the MLB uh, flagship store later and see about any Washington National stuff uh, for you.
0: Nice. My dad will like that. You're overlooking Central Park?
1: Central Park right over here to my left. And and if I peer over this way a little bit, I can see Broadway. So it's kind of a nice place here at the lovely residence. Not bad.
0: You're like a uh, king of the world. I am.
1: I tell you what, uh, you know, they may have to, you know, pry me out of here on Friday whenever it's time to check out. But uh, no, that was pretty <laughs> nice. How, how about you? What's up in your world?
0: It is chilly. We have gotten chilly. Oh. Because, I mean, it is November, so I guess it, it's okay to do that. It's okay, Mother Nature. You can freeze me out now. We're now past the point of changing the temperature every five seconds from hot to cold, yes, hot to yes. cold, you know? So now we're just on, put a sweater that <laughs> well, that's, that's the temperature setting we're on now. Put on something.
1: <laughs> you know it When my lovely bride left Denver yesterday, it was snowing. So <sighs> we, we are at that point where now it's just going to be dark and cold till like baseball returns in April or whatever. So
0: that makes me think that there are a bunch of new dental people who have never had to live through our crazy snow policies at our office.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Do offices follow the federal government? Here in Northern Virginia, we follow the federal government, right? Because yes. if they're closed, we're closed. Then, you know, the schools too. I mean, we, we keep an eye on that. In Denver, do you think, and well, lovely Colorado, do you think people are expected to go to work even if there's like a foot of snow on the ground? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, Colorado has the dry snow, it's also one of those things everybody's like, ah, and just kind of keeps going. That's the thing I've noticed about Oklahoma snow, though it's all heavy and wet versus Colorado dry, fluffy snow. Oh, yeah, people just plow through it. Now, we did get, what was it, 26 inches last year at our house in one day. Now, that that shut us down. But if it's like seven, eight inches, oh, people plow through it and just keep going. Absolutely.
0: That's crazy because, like, even a threat of two inches shuts down our area. it's absolutely absurd it really is and I wonder now because so many people have been working from home I wonder now if people are going to be like oh this snow I don't think I can do it because oh, you know when you're already out and at the office you can go to your appointment but now people are going to roll over and be like oh I don't and know they'll just
1: you know pull up their phone and order uber eats or you know uh, whatever just bring me my groceries and my food I'll be here and Oh, yeah, I'll cancel that dental appointment, too.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, mobile dentistry is just a little ahead of their time. I think maybe in another (laughs) two years, that person who gets to roll up outside someone's house, they're going to be rolling in it. I
1: agree with that. Just saying. That's something to chew on.
0: Ooh, Ooh, scalar on wheels, though. That doesn't really, that's not a sexy. (laughs) Wheels.com. I don't know. What what would make that sexy? Scalar on wheels, drill on wheels. Like, that's not sexy. It's not. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. how can smiles on wheels? Maybe
1: smiles for miles. You know. Uh,
0: oh yeah, look at that. You know, see, yeah. you
1: do something maybe.
0: I don't know. Yeah. It's just we got to figure out a way to make that sexy so we can I, make some money on this.
1: I did see the big mobile like pet bath van drive into our neighborhood the other day, which I was like, oh look at that!
0: It is very popular in our area. Yeah. Yes, we have a uh, uh, suds and paws or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a van that that goes around and uh, does that. And quite frankly, they can stop at my house any day. I'd be happy to send old Inca out so that I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> my goodness, oh, we yeah. haven't even talked about. We have our news stories, Kevin. We haven't even talked about our news stories here. Normally, I try to bring
1: the the fun, the laughs. You know, and you're and you're the serious one. Well, today let's let's reverse roles, okay? Let's, <laughs> you're let's, the
0: serious let's one. You, you mean I'm the dubby downer? That's what you're. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> you put words in my mouth, woman.
1: So let let's talk about something very timely, and let's let's talk about something that is uh, in the news quite a bit, at least as we speak this, and I think it will be moving forward. And that is that the American Dental Association has been discussing the ethics of requiring vaccines for patients. Uh, And one thing that I noticed whenever we were preparing for this podcast is I did a Google search on this. And it's amazing how many news stations have picked up this news and then asked local dentists for their opinions of it. And I was very interested about that. Let me just touch on this. The guidelines that are out there, uh, and this is one of the news stories, and I'll just read this opening paragraph to kind of set the tone. The American Dental Association has released ethical guidelines on the ethics of vaccines. These guidelines touch upon the ethics of denying an unvaccinated patient dental care. And I think that we've got to stop right there and really think about, you know, as I sit here in New York City, And as I know, whenever I walked into breakfast this morning that I was asked to show my vaccine card and my ID to make sure that I go in, what we're looking at are dental practices willing to do that for patients. And then what does that mean for those patients who are choosing not to get the vaccine? And I think that we've really got to think about the ethics of Treating patients, making sure that all these things we talked about during COVID 19 about cracked teeth and making sure that we did everything we could to help our patients with maintain optimal oral health, all these things that we talked about. Now, as we come out of the pandemic, or at least maybe enter into a new phase of it, whichever way that you want to look at it, are we still as worried about everybody's oral health if we're sitting here thinking that we might deny somebody entry to the practice? because they haven't had COVID-19, or at least a vaccine for it, sorry.
0: I'm pretty surprised by this stance, to be honest with you, because when HIV-AIDS was a big issue in the 80s and 90s, it was almost stated that we were discriminatory if we... I mean, it was stated that we were discriminatory if we refused to see patients with HIV-AIDS. And because here's universal precautions, right? Right. I was surprised to see this because... If you are going to keep a class of patients out or a patients with conditions out, there are other contagions that you would need to really address as well. So it, it just felt very strange to me to have them come out. So it made me, first of all, think, what was the political pressure around this? Second of all, this is such a hot topic and it's divisive. I know you and I have talked about this off- offline. It's very divisive. And I'm not so sure our dental community needs more divisive stuff, not to mention the burden it places on the teams on the phone to have this conversation. The doctors aren't going to have this conversation. The teams are going to have this conversation.
1: And I go back to what I was saying a moment ago about, you know, during the pandemic, we were very worried about oral health. We were very worried about our patients cracking teeth and not be able to get in. We took precautions as a dental industry before there was a vaccine, that if a patient was coming in and we didn't know if they had COVID-19 or not, we took all the PPE requirements very seriously, all these things to make sure that we protected ourselves. And as you mentioned, dentistry has done that during the swine flu. They've done that during AIDS epidemic. They've done that mm-hmm. during for so long and have been a leader in that. And we've done a really bad job of telling the public that we've been a leader at that. I'm just going to say that too. We've done a horrible job of that. We've got to do better. Right. But the same precautions that we were taking a year ago before a vaccine, why aren't we taking those same precautions and feeling as confident now about them if a patient is unvaccinated or if we don't know if that patient has COVID 19 or not walking into our practice? We're still doing temperature checks. We're still doing all the things that we should be doing, you know, asking them if they've had a fever or anything else before they ever come in. So I I don't understand what's changed, in in my opinion.
0: This seems like a, here's our code of ethics to treat everybody the same and to treat everybody who has dental needs, except for this one carve-out. And I, I don't see how that, if you have a code of ethics, you have a code of ethics. You can't just say, but in this situation. I'm just very surprised. And I am, again, focusing on the fact that my colleagues on the phone are we now supposed to ask for vaccination status as part of a new patient appointment? I mean, what what are we what's the expectations there? So, uh, politics aside, let's talk about the logistics of this. So, if you work for a dentist who is going to say, "Okay, look, I don't want to see any unvaccinated people." Okay. It, it is what it is. You know, we've always this is land of the free. You have the right to practice the way you want as long as you're not breaking any laws you're being ethical and look look here now the ada says it's ethical okay so here we go so if you're going to put that into place then your team deserves to have the training on how to have that conversation and how to handle the pushback you went to go get coffee this morning right at a, a coffee yep. place and you had to show uh, some sort of proof yep yep what would have happened if you know joe next to you did not have proof that manager would have had to say, get out. And so do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't ever want our colleagues to be in that situation. And that's what bothers me is, is now we're in that situation.
1: And again, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're in New York city, I realize not every coffee shop, not every restaurant's probably doing this. Okay. Let's be honest. But mm-hmm. when I walked in, it was a requirement. If I wanted to be seated that I showed this. And it was double-checked before I was even seated. And again, that's a choice made by the local officials and then by the restaurant to actually enforce it. I get all that. But I also understand the fact that you are choosing then to turn away customers who don't believe in that, have chosen not to do that, whatever you want to say. You know, me getting a, a cup of coffee somewhere versus me needing to have my oral health maintained night and day. Right. It's really hard for me to sit here and say that we should, if we really believe in our infection control protocols, if we really believe that we are protecting ourselves and our team members, it's hard for me to say we should turn somebody away now when we didn't do it a year ago.
0: Well, let's focus on that for a second, though, because we can't have it both ways as an industry. We can't say our universal precautions are the best. Like you said Uh earlier, we, you know, we don't toot our own horn about this. And this almost... All that forward progress we made of being seen as infection control leaders, because look, a lot of us were saying, hey, we've been doing this all along. Did you not see all the masks we have? I mean, hello, we've been doing this for a while. Like We were the best positioned to handle vaccine, or not vaccine, to handle COVID patients, right? But now it it feels to me like we're taking a step backwards and saying, you know, you're still dangerous if you come in because our infection control, although it's top-notch, you're still a danger. That doesn't seem right to me. It feels like the messaging is very convoluted. Maybe the ADA didn't think about this, but I think the message they're sending to patients is that it is dangerous to have unvaccinated patients in the office. Then that speaks more to the divisiveness that we were talking about. Can I just bring up one article that I found from the NHS, which is the uh, UK, their dental system over there in England, It said here more than 30 million dental appointments were lost during the lockdowns in England, and there is now an unprecedented backlog of dental appointments after the lockdown. They're saying that it's the number one issue that has been uh, raised among the dental community is that there's just too much volume right now. 79% 79% of patients who raised dentistry issues said that they had found it difficult to access timely care, and it's because the volume has just gone through the roof. And another quote here is, we've heard from parents unable to register their children with an NHS dentist because that's part of their, their system. Uh, local dental practices aren't taking on new patients because they had gone private because they're full or had just closed down because of the lockout, or I'm sorry, the lockdown it has been really, okay, this is the quote I wanted to show you here. People will need to wait up to three years for dental care and patients were reported pulling out their own teeth or being told to use do it yourself filling kits. Now this is, you were saying that people need to get in because they've been putting this off, right? Because the lockdown, what do we do now? That's another layer for, for some people.
1: And I agree with that and and I think we've even talked about some of those stories on this podcast about Mm -hmm. what people were doing super glue pliers I mean think about all these things that people were doing just to try to make it through the pandemic sure we've made it through one phase of the pandemic and now you're asking a lot of these folks who may have been your patients for years to say you know what no sorry and I know not every dental practice is going to implement this in fact Right. Let's make sure that that's understood. There's a lot of these news stories that I pulled up where the dentist is just like, there's no way I'm doing that.
0: Oh, is that right? There is. That was a lot of the reaction.
1: Let me pull this one up just real quick.
0: Because that was a question I had for you was, what's the sentiment among the doctors that they interviewed? Because, you know, if you're, and also if if I'm one of the doctors interviewed, I got to be walking on pins and needles because now no matter what I say, there's two sides that are going to come at me, you know, oh yeah, we're not going to see unvaccinated people. Well, now your office is getting, you know, hate mail. Oh no, we're going to see unvaccinated people. Then you're going to get like all sorts of calls of people wanting to not come in and you just can't win. So I'm surprised they got anybody to comment.
1: (laughs) So let's go to Youngstown, Ohio, and Mm -hmm. let's talk to Dr. Larry. Dinopoulos. And, and doctor, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, you, you you seem like a good Greek person there. And I am sorry I've, I butchered it if I did.
0: Oh, you got to say it like an Italian, though, because I found that's the only way to say Greek names is with Dinopolis. an Italian accent. Dinopolis. So Dinopolis. Yeah, there oh, you, go. There you so, go. That's the group we've offended. Yes.
1: Oh, that's true. Thank <laughs> goodness. We finally have offended another group. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> what he says to W. If it. WFMJ, which we'll link, uh, send a link to this so you can see it. They currently have no intent to implement such policies. He goes on to say while he prefer his patients to be vaccinated, he's not going to require it, stating there has been no outbreak of COVID-19 among dentists and hygienists in the past two years. And then here's the last line that I loved: The doctor said that his office takes precautions to prevent the spread of COVID-19 by wearing mask, shields, gloves, gowns, surgical caps and other items. Wow. You'll see, there's a doc that gets it right there.
0: You know, when you said all that stuff that they wear, you know, with everything you said, I heard another cha-ching, cha-ching, (laughs) cha-ching. Look at all that PPE that they're wearing. Mask, gloves, say it again. Mask, gloves, say it again. uh,
1: Here we go. Mask, shields, gloves, gowns, surgical caps, and other items.
0: I feel like putting that to music. Like I'm over here (laughs) dancing. Like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> see?
0: that's expensive stuff. Yeah, it is. So you can't yeah. really, if you've got good patients, you don't want to tell your patients to go away until they've gotten fixed or whatever you think good. it is. Good for him. Good for
1: him because that's the way I think it should be done. It's one of those, do I prefer it?
0: Absolutely.
1: Am I going to require it? Not so much because these have been my customers. Again, if you're looking at it as a business, these have been my mm-hmm. customers for years. And by the way, we've been taking care of them for years using these exact same things. Well done, sir. well done.
0: I'm telling you, I think the ADA is trying to have it both ways. And what it does is it it muddies up our messaging. And that's a shame because I don't think that's what they intended. I
1: don't think so either. I agree with that. But
0: uh, that's the message. And now you've given both sides ammunition.
1: We just need to, as an industry, do what Dr. Dina Polos did right there and just say, we've been doing this for years. We're going to keep doing this long after we're past this COVID-19. We're still going to be taking care of you. We're still going to be taking care of ourselves. Here's how.
0: You think it's Dr. D or Dr. Dina or like, because that's a, that's a mouthful. It's Dina mouthful. Hey, Dr. D. Now that's Italian. Now you went full well, rock. You told me to speak <laughs> Italian.
1: You can have both ways, Teresa Duncan. You can have
0: <laughs> Is it ethical to say a Greek name with an Italian accent? <laughs>
1: My goodness. The whole goodness. third Regio, we just lost them. Just did. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, since you you brought the... Bring us back up, Theresa can bring us back. Brought, You brought the seriousness this morning, and normally that's me, so <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to be able to change it up. <laughs> <laughs> this story comes from across the pond over in I- Ireland, Ireland. I can't roll my R's. Can you do that? Ireland. Ireland us. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, is that Scottish or is that Irish? See, that's what I worry about. Not only are we, (laughs) we're unpopular in the Mediterranean, but now the UK.
1: (laughs) You know, let's just defend the whole EU while we're at it. I mean, uh...
0: we can never go anywhere anymore. A seven-year-old boy with autism, he was really scared. And his mom, Nicole, who they live in Cork, Ireland, Ireland. They went to a doctor who had a service dog and the service dog is just freaking adorable. So what happened is they decided to do a check on the service dog's teeth. Then once Riley saw that that was happening, he was all excited to get his teeth done. So here, let me me tell you what Riley said. I'm not getting my teeth checked. That's what he said the second he walked into the clinic. And apparently he kept repeating it over and over again until they got into the dentist room. And then Kevin, what happened was he didn't want to even sit in the chair. He sat in a chair next to a window. And then the dog is the one that just jumped up into the chair. It's his dog. Actually. I shouldn't say that it's the dentist dog. I I don't know if I said that earlier. It's actually his dog. And then the dog actually, they said, Hey, let's check the dog's teeth out. And the dentist you know, rolled with it. And this is what I love about our industry. The dentist rolled with it. The dentist is like, yeah, let me check out your dog's teeth. And so the dog jumped up in the chair. The dentist did an evaluation and then Riley got brave and got into the chair. They were able to take x-rays. They were able to really take a look at everything and get that done. And Riley was excited to be there after that. So they were able to treat him. They said he left with antibiotics, so apparently he had issues that needed antibiotics, so I'm glad that the doctor was able to do something to help to help Riley get the treatment, because obviously he wasn't going to let it happen, and I just think that this is the most adorable story I've seen when it comes to dogs in the office. Well,
1: I'm curious to see the service dog, and good for everybody for just kind of rolling with it and saying, this is what we got to do to get it done, let's do it.
0: You know, this dog has been with Riley since it looks like the dog was about three months old. So there's pictures and we'll definitely link it because that's what we do. The dog is just, there's pictures of the dog as a puppy. And then there's pictures of the dog at the dentist's office. It's really just the most adorable thing. Now you have a dog that comes to visit Cooper. Cooper.
1: Cooper. Absolutely.
0: Do you think Cooper would let someone like, Look at his teeth, or what would happen? Would would there be just a howl fest?
1: You know, yes, there would be a howl fest because he is <laughs> a cane walker hound, Let us not forget. But I have also seen that Cooper has those those lips that hang down, and they get caught where he kind of looks like Elvis every once in a while. <laughs> you know,
0: the jowls he's got jowls, yes.
1: And so I don't think he really minds having the teeth exposed. So I think he'd be all right with that if if Cooper needed to go to the dentist or a young. Riley needed a uh, Cooper to go to
0: the dentist. Absolutely. To tie into this with dentistry, other than the fact that Riley got to get his teeth checked out and he got the care that he needed. So that that's good all around. That's a win all around. This service dog concept is very, very popular in our industry. As we know, there's a private Facebook group that I'm in. It's, it's a pretty small group. They're right now talking about, you know, what is the best route if you do want to get a service dog? So there are actually schools that the dogs go through so you pick a dog and then you send them through the school and in some states there's certification that's required then you have to i think clear it with the state board in some states or or you know just make sure you follow the guidelines one of the ladies was saying i'm concerned because it it may make the office look dirty you know to have a dog there and the overwhelming response to her was the patients love it so much. They request it. Like it's made such a huge difference. But I understand that. Like, do you, would you be concerned if you walked in and saw like a very woolly mammoth, like greeting you at the door?
1: You know, I love dogs enough that I probably just go, oh, schmoopy, smoop smoop You know, you start petting it <laughs> happy and everything else, you know, who's a good boy? You know, you start doing that. <laughs> so no, but, but I'm also a dog person now what a cat person. You know, how would they feel about a big old woolly mammoth being there? That's a, that's a good question.
0: Yeah, like what happens if you, you lean back in the chair and a little fur just floats by you, right?
1: Well, there's a lot of floaties. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. You also have to team on board with the dog because they're going to have to clean the ops a lot more. I'm just going to tell you.
0: Right. Yeah, so, you know, you want a little white fur with that A2 composite there. Hey, do you <laughs> mind, uh, assistant, do you mind just picking up that little fur out of the composite? No, here's the thing. Lots of offices are using it. Oh yeah. Everything that I hear is I'd say 1% I hear is uh, is problematic. The rest of it the patients seem to love it. A client of mine in California, every time I would go to the office, like all the patients wanted to do was see the dog. Like, sure. "Where's the dog? Where's, yeah. the dog? Where's the dog? Where's the dog?" and they would play with the dog because she had taught it to, you know, when she pointed at it, it would roll dead. In the hallway so all day long these patients are like you know pointing at the dog and the dog's probably like holy cow can we stop <laughs> with this <laughs> but it, it was definitely a talking point so i was just happy to find a good article about dentistry because every time i read an article about the dental system in britain and in the surrounding eu countries typically focuses on the weight i was thrilled to read a furry furry story See, look at you
1: bringing the smiles, the laughter, yay, verily, the levity for the day. So well.
0: <laughs> I tell you, you take away my insurance stats and it's a whole different person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who are you? I tell you. I know. I know.
0: Any other stories? My goodness. We did two stories today and it was, I feel like it was packed full.
1: There was a lot to chew on.
0: <gasps> there it is again. I know. There's a rumor out there, Kevin, that we're giving a uh, webinar. Did you hear that?
1: You know, I'm going to say it's not a rumor. Yay. It is a fact. And I am looking forward to December 15th with you as we look at trends in the dental industry and what's coming. And you know, the biggest one we're going to hop on, at least on my Mm. side of things, we're going to look at the hiring crisis out there. Is it going to get better as 2022 starts? So I've got some good stuff that I've been kind of uh, looking over as I've been traveling this great country of ours, and I am excited, as always, to hang out with you, (laughs) but I know I've got that side of things, and then I don't know, gosh, what could you be speaking on for (laughs) 2022? I don't know. Well,
0: it's not going to be motivation and feel-good stuff, because I just can't do too much of that. (laughs) Well, let's be real here, right? (laughs) we will do a crash course in how Medicare Advantage is really going to impact your practice next year. Because I am doing so much research on this. I don't enjoy it, Kevin, but I do it for everybody else. I truly don't enjoy this, to be honest with you. It is
1: a take one for the team thing. There's no doubt.
0: It really is. So we'll be talking a lot about Medicare Advantage. The hiring crisis, I think both of us will have a lot to say about that. And I definitely... Would love to also talk about outsourcing and the trend that has really hit our industry and best practices around that, because I don't know if that really has been established. And I think it's time we do that because there's a lot of people working from home. I have no issues with that. I think that's fantastic. If you can do it, do it. I mean, who are we to say differently? But I think... Business owners, dentists have to really be aware that there are risks when hiring outsourcing companies. And I'd like to share my tips on that. So we'll definitely work that into the chew on this webinar.
1: I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know the holidays will be really carrying into you know, full swing, but there's a lot that we've got to do to get ready for 2022 and to be prepared for what's to come.
0: I am excited yes kevin henry or K diggity as you are known on the streets of <laughs> new york city
1: yes exactly right here at corner 53rd and 7th what up you know so.
0: <laughs> what a baller
1: we'll get out the beach, throw my colorado rockies hat down on the sidewalk see if i can make a little of money you know for later <laughs>
0: <laughs> K diggity we're gonna sign out and for those of you who are interested in the webinar there will definitely be a link in the show notes i hope that you join us we are already i think we're over at a 100 webinar awesome. registrants i'm like wow this is awesome this is going to be a lot of fun. yeah don't don't miss out don't be square you got to sign up and hear the two of us chew on some stuff for you <laughs> don't be square All right. that's because i'm 50 freaking years <laughs> old and i still say things like that, <laughs> that dear listeners we appreciate that you take the time to listen to us and to laugh with us
1: and that's a wrap for this episode of chew on this we hope you laughed and learned a little
0: check out the show notes for any links we mentioned and don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics
1: we'll be back in about two weeks see you then